I'm pretty convinced that there isn't really such a thing as small talk. Small talk is the art of chit-chat, right? Some people are really, really good at it. They can come up and just kind of start talking. I actually did a little um, wiki how on how to do small talk. It's kind of comical. If you want to have some fun later on on the Internet, it's a good way to do it. Uh, but it's like, take interest in the other person. Now say something about them. Like it's trying to teach people who don't have that art how to do it. And it comes off really kind of flat. Um, but it's, it's the art of just talking about sort of nothing really Im- of importance necessarily. Um, but we still communicate this way. We kind of go back and forth. Hi, how are you? Hey, how was your weekend? That kind of thing. Um, with these words, um, there's, there's great weight that's carried. I, I don't know about you, but um, conversations change me. I say this periodically in our men's group as we're all sitting around and we're all sharing ideas. We're all hearing each other prayer, pray. We're all talking about uh, our life. Um, there's, there's a weight to what's going on in that because the conversations that I have with you, the conversations you have with one another, they change you. I can't tell you how many times I've been having just sort of a a random, seemingly a random conversation with someone, I'm, and I'm talking with them, and then later on, I love to report back to people to say, you know what, when you and I were talking about that, and you said blank, it got me to thinking later on. And pretty soon, an idea was formed, a little seed was planted, and all of a sudden, I'm mulling over something a little bit differently, directly because I had a conversation with a person. And they didn't really mean to say anything profound. They weren't trying to influence me, but we do. We influence each other, just conversations that we have. The Bible agrees with this. And it's not that it's agreeing with me. It's that I'm agreeing with the Bible. Let me read you a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 15, 23 says this. To make an apt answer is a joy to a man. And a word in season how good it is. Matthew 12, 36, Jesus said this, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. No small talk indeed. Consider the choice that you have every single day to make with your words. Listen to James chapter 3. It says no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Father and Lord, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brother, my brothers, these things ought not be so. Now this morning's going to be a little bit of a different kind of a Sunday. We're going to have an opportunity to share and, and just give some testimony of what God's doing in our midst. Few of us in this room will ever be published and recognized as an author. Um, few of us are recognized in a formal sense as a teacher or a preacher. And yet that's exactly what we are as Christians to one another. We are proclaimers. We, we talk to each other. We, we teach each other whether we know it or not. I love that the Bible has many times where Jesus is in a formal setting and he's being recognized as a rabbi, as a teacher, and people are sitting at his feet listening to him, to him teach. But there's so much more in the scriptures um, that, that also carries with it his, his travel dialogue. As he's walking from place to place, as he's hanging out by the water cooler, as it were. And here he is just having these conversations. And I love that the gospel writers, particularly Luke, includes a lot of these conversations. Because what it does is it takes, 
It takes it from just kind of the formal teaching setting of Jesus to just his everyday one-on-one, one-on-three kind of conversations. And it shows us a little bit how to bring Jesus and bring God and bring spirituality into conversations and not just put on a preacher voice and repeat the four spiritual laws. On a week-to-week basis, you have someone who has prepared a message from the scriptures that usually stands up in front and, uh, and, and preaches God's word to you. And it's usually planned and prayed over and prepared. And this morning is going to be a little bit different. Instead of one voice speaking, there's going to be a lot of voices speaking. And it's going to be a little bit more raw. It's going to be a little bit more spontaneous. And you don't need to feel like it needs to be overly polished. We're standing up and we're just kind of sharing uh, some of our heart with the family. Let me show you a scripture, and then we'll get to some sharing time. Colossians chapter 3 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How does that happen? Not by just listening to a sermon once a week. It's mulling it over. It's certainly listening as the family gathers for preaching, but it's so much more than that. Many of you, it's so encouraging to hear uh, some of you who have taken on reading through the Bible this year, taking up reading the Bible at all this year, that would be a great thing to share. Hey, God's been faithful in allowing me to just start to feed myself, and it's changed my life. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And that's what we're going to do this morning. Do you know that as we sing as a community, as we sing that out to God collectively, there's an instruction that goes on with that? You ever find yourself singing some of the songs that we do in here on Sundays? I do. Midweek, I'm singing through a song, and I'm repeating a truth about God. You're rich in love and slow to anger, just singing that over and over. I have a unique position, Ben Ben does too, in this kind of family called NBC. And especially as we've gone to two services, it's almost like we have an upstairs and a downstairs. And part of my position in the house is that I get to be aware somewhat of what's going on upstairs, what's going on downstairs, what's happening in this room, what's happening in that room. So I make it my prayerful position as the pastor here to communicate to the church family, here's what God's doing around here. A lot of the illustrations from sermons are from conversations. Some of you have heard your conversations come up as illustrations here. Because I love to share with the family what God is doing right here at NBC and through NBC. Beyond that, I like to share between the services, hey, in first service this happened. And I recognize there's some people who sit in this service every single week and they don't even know people who come second hour. And that's why periodically it's good for us all to kind of be together. I'm desirous that, our, that we would make connections so that we can grow healthy, so we can understand and be energized and and cheer on what God is doing in the church family here. I'll tell you what this requires from me. Sometimes Ben and I think of ourselves as old school operators. Uh, I'll have a conversation over here on Tuesday, and literally by Wednesday afternoon, I'll have heard about a need over here. And I go, okay, God, I get it. Like, here's this person needs to talk to this person, and then I just step out of the way. And then over here, someone says, man, I'm really I'm really sensing God's doing something here. I really want to kind of activate in some ministry in this area. And I go, well, let's just pray about it. Let's think about it. Let's wait. And then sometimes, not more than two days later, 
There's someone who comes to me and says, hey, if you ever get someone who comes across, and I don't, it's not shocking to me anymore. That happens so frequently. I just go, oh, well, I just had a conversation two days ago, and you need to talk to this person over here. I'll tell you what it requires. It requires really good listening. And even though many are going to get to share in just a few moments, one of your gifts to your family members is being really attentive to what they're saying. And because there's no small talk to recognize that just because someone might stand up, not be super polished, not have thought about what they're going to say, but they're just sharing from the heart something that God's been teaching them or showing them or something they hope God is going to do in them, that you would give your undivided attention as a gift of kind of your presence here this morning. So let me prime the pump on some things you could share. Maybe it's just that. Maybe looking back, this is the last Sunday of the year. Maybe looking back, you just say, man, here are some things God's done in my, in my life this year. We're to, we're to do so with thankfulness in our hearts. So just being thankful for things. Maybe it's a struggle that you still have and you'd like prayer from your church family. Share that as well. Maybe you're looking ahead to 2015 and you're saying, I'm really trusting God for X, Y, Z. I'm really praying that this would, would come true. It's always appropriate to read a Bible verse. No commentary needed. You just stand up, and if there's a verse that's meaningful to you, if there's something that God's been teaching you in your own quiet time, just stand up, read the verse, and sit back down. I'm not going to put too much of a cap on it in terms of limiting what you can share, um, because I don't want to control it that much. I want to kind of give it to the family and let you guys share. So with that, I'm going to pipe down, and we're not going to use a mic this morning. We're going to have you just kind of stand and, uh, and share with the family. So maybe pop your hand up or uh, so I can kind of acknowledge as it gets going here.